A principal got the fright of his life when a bear leapt from a rubbish bin. We've got that footage coming up. I'm William Howard and you're watching Ticker News. Also ahead, thousands of film and television writers are on strike, protesting outside studios from LA to New York. Chaos at Buckingham Palace after a man threw shotgun cartridges into palace grounds. Uber's revenue soaring by 29% in the first quarter as drivers return and bookings soar. Plus, the man accused of killing five of his neighbours in a shooting near Houston has been arrested. Now, from our headquarters at Ticker Park to the world, this is Ticker News. Hello to our viewers right around the world. It's great to have your company. Also coming up on Ticker News this hour, the alarming rise of anti-Semitism in Australia and how a new musical production hopes to educate younger generations. But first, our top story. And thousands of film and television writers are on strike, protesting outside studios from LA to New York. The Writers Guild of America has called its first workplace stoppage in 15 years after failing to reach an agreement to higher pay with global streaming giants like Disney and Netflix. In their first strike in 15 years, thousands of film and television writers marched in picket lines Tuesday in Hollywood and New York. It's the first day of the Writers Guild strike and we're out here to flex our muscles and let the producers know we're not happy with what they're offering. The walkout sent Hollywood into turmoil, disrupting TV production as the industry wrestles with the shift to streaming. The Writers Guild of America, or WGA, said its leadership unanimously supported a strike after failing to reach an agreement with studios like Netflix and Disney. The future viability of their career is at stake, so I think they're willing to do what it takes. Ellen Stutzman is the chief negotiator for the WGA, a union that represents more than 11,000 writers. We're asking for increases in pay and residuals so that writers can uh, make a career and stay in this profession and live and work in the cities like New York and L.A. Uh, we're asking for very basic working condition issues like having a two-step deal or weekly pay for screenwriters to help address the free work pressures that they face when they're writing their scripts. Viewers will first see the strike's impact on late-night talk shows, some of which will immediately begin airing reruns. But a prolonged dispute could disrupt fall programming. Conglomerates are under pressure from Wall Street to make their streaming services profitable after pumping billions of dollars into programming to attract subscribers. With the rise of streaming eroding television ad revenue as traditional TV audiences shrink. The Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, which represents the studios, said it had proposed generous increases in compensation and was willing to increase its offer, but said it objected to other demands. Writers say they have suffered in the streaming TV boom with shorter seasons and smaller residual payments. The WGA also wants safeguards to prevent studios from using AI to generate new scripts from writers' previous work. It's become a very important issue. Uh, I think as 
every day there's some new story about AI and it, there's no doubt that those services will continue to improve. And right now, as some of our members call them, they're plagiarism machines and they have no business in the writing of scripts. The last writer's strike in 2007 and 2008 lasted 100 days. The action cost the California economy an estimated $2.1 billion as productions shut down and out-of-work writers, actors and producers cut back spending. Uber has rocketed into the year. The rideshare company's revenue grew 29% in the first quarter as drivers return and bookings soar. Uber recorded $8.8 billion in revenue, roughly in line with investor expectations. The company had $31.4 billion in gross bookings, which is the amount of money paid by customers. That's a 19% jump from just a year ago. Uber says it is on track to generate a quarterly profit from the strength of its business operations sometime this year, continuing on the road to overall profitability. Shares of Uber ended the day nearly 12% higher, with the company reporting several other figures that beat investor expectations. U.S. lawmakers are staring down the barrel of a June 1 default if Congress does not immediately act to address the debt limit. Here's Ticker's U.S. correspondent Veronica Dudo in New York. Congressional leaders are being summoned to the White House to try and come to an agreement over the debt ceiling dispute. The move comes after the Treasury warned that the government would likely default on some bills as early as June if Congress does not raise the debt ceiling. On Tuesday, the Biden administration called on Congress to suspend the debt limit. Given the limited time Congress now has, it is clear that the, that the only practical path to avoid default is for Congress to suspend the debt limit without conditions. But Republicans say President Joe Biden and the Democrats are playing Russian roulette with America's economy after a two-year spending binge that brought 40-year high inflation and pushed the nation's debt to over $31 trillion. It's dangerous, it's reckless. The president and the Democrats are fear-mongering, uh, threatening to default on the debt. They believe it's okay to continue to borrow and spend money we don't have and the American people deserve better. And I just hope that uh, in the next few days, hopefully by the time when this meeting happens on May 9th, uh, we can see serious and real progress. Uh, or else the administration will be the first administration ever to have to deal with a default on the debt because a clean debt limit is uh, is uh, is not going to happen and I think they need to understand that. Next week, leaders from both parties of the House and Senate will meet at the White House for sit-down discussions. Reporting in New York for Ticker News, I'm Veronica Dudo. The man accused of killing five of his neighbours in a shooting near Houston has been arrested. 38-year-old Francisco Oropesa was arrested in the town of Cut and Shoot in Texas. Authorities were awaiting fingerprint results to confirm his identity. The victims were all from Honduras and include an eight-year-old child. Last week's shooting prompted a massive manhunt also involving the FBI. Authorities offered a reward of $80,000 for any information leading to his arrest. 
and an exciting day for residents of the Australian state of Tasmania today. Outgoing AFL Chief Executive Gillan McLaughlin confirming Tasmania has been granted the league's 19th licence. It follows the nation's federal government confirming it will cover the $240 million shortfall to fund a new multi-purpose stadium at Macquarie Point. This has long been viewed as Tasmania's most significant hurdle for entry into the league. All 18 clubs supported the state's bid before the AFL Commission agreed to a formal ratification. McLaughlin fronted a press conference at North Hobart Oval alongside Premier Jeremy Rockliffe, Acting Prime Minister Richard Miles and a whole host of players. The CEO says the decision will finally make the competition truly national. And on behalf of our AFL Commission Chairman Richard Goiter, the AFL Commission and with the support and endorsement of presidents and chairs of all 18 AFL clubs. I'm proud and excited to announce the awarding of the 19th licence to play in the AFL and AFLW competitions to Tasmania. There was tragedy in Australia's north today. The remains of a man who vanished while fishing with friends have been found inside a crocodile. Kevin Deramudi was last seen at Kennedy's Bend, a well-known saltwater crocodile habitat in a remote part of northern Queensland. Following a two-day search of the area, police euthanized two large crocodiles and found human body parts. The remains are yet to be identified, but police say it is a tragic ending to the search for the 65-year-old. Darmudi was an experienced fisherman and a well-known member of the community in Cape York. The two crocodiles measured 4.1 and 2.8 metres respectively and were shot dead on Monday. Human remains were found inside one of the reptiles, but wildlife officers believe both were involved in the incident. Stay with us. We've got plenty more Ticker News coming up in just a few moments' time. You're watching Ticker News. More news is just minutes away.